Hello, you're listening to One Seat at a Time, where you'll hear the gospel with songs, messages, Bible discussions, interviews, and much, much more. And now, here's your host, Odell Turner. Well, hello, friends. I am your host, Odell, and for the next little bit, we're going to be trying to bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is One Seat at a Time podcast, and we're just more than happy to have you tuned in. This is our eighth episode, and we're excited what God's doing with our brand new podcast. Like I said, it's only the eighth one, and we're getting great reviews People are calling us and texting us and telling us out on the streets that they are listening to our podcast, and we're just very pleased at the results that the good Lord's uh, blessing us with. We want to thank every one of you, again, that has sent us emails, called us, and told us in person that you've listened to our podcast, which brings me to giving you our email, a way to contact us. So if you will, grab an ink pen or something real quick. Write down our email. We'd love to hear from you. The email address, if you've got your pens ready, it's kyjava1997 at bellsouth.net. That's kyjava1997 uh, at bellsouth.net. Let me go back and break it down for you just a little bit. It's kyjava, V is in Victor, A. 1997 at bellsouth.net. Now, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to send in a prayer request, we'd love to have that, and we will pray over that. I promise you we'll pray over your prayer request. If you want to send in and tell us you've been listening to our podcast from the very beginning, that's great. We'd love to hear that. If you just tuned us in for the first time, let us know. Or if God's blessed you some way and, and something's happened in your life, there's been a miracle or something through listening to our podcast, we would love to hear that from you. So share uh, the good things of the Lord with us. We'd love to hear it from you. We love you, and we want you to just get a blessing from uh, what we're bringing forth today. We're going to go into the Lord uh, in prayer, but before I do, um, I just got word uh, I've done my podcast late this week. I usually have them out on Tuesday, and I'm doing this recording on Thursday. Um, I just got word that a, a good friend of mine that worked works with us at work. Uh, they're either in their probably late 30s, early 40s. Uh, he had posted on Facebook for us to be much in prayer for his wife that they put her on the vent. And then I just now got a call from work, and uh, uh, they said she didn't make it. And uh, they have five children, I believe. I'm pretty sure that there, there's five children there, and they're all really young, like elementary and so forth. Um, I'm asking every one of you, without mentioning their names, uh, I want you to be much in prayer. God knows who they are. I want you to pray for that husband and those children's going to be without their mother. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know for sure if it was COVID. Nobody's told me that yet, but... You know, there's a lot of things going on in our country right now with uh, with the COVID and uh, different uh, strands of it. And uh, then you've got cancers and all kinds of heart problems and things that's going on. And, you know, uh, it, it's just a difficult time right now in our country. We're having a lot of things. And even as, as much as we're having difficult things, though, God is still moving. Uh, 
and I believe that. And part of our, our message today is going to be uh, a little bit uh, in line with that. But as we go into prayer, I want you to pray along with us. And if you have a, a prayer, God knows what it is. And we're going to believe that uh, with you, we're going to agree. I believe the Bible tells us that we're uh, two or three are gathered together, agreeing in it. It shall be done. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing there. I'm not quoting that. But I, I know that if we believe together, God will meet the needs. So if you will, bow your heads. And if you're driving, you don't have to bow your heads. You can meditate and pray with your eyes open. But let's just pray. However you feel led to pray, pray along with us right now. In Jesus' name, Father, we come before you right now as humble as we know how. Father, we ask you that you would pour out your spirit upon this family. Lord, that's just lost their loved one. Father, a mother, a, a, a young wife, and Lord, a daughter, and and a daughter-in-law, and so forth. Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you would touch that whole entire family. Lord, let your spirit rest upon them. Put your angels around them. Lord, comfort them in this time of sorrow. And Lord, I pray, Jesus, Lord, you'll touch every one of our listeners. Lord, there's no doubt people listening right now that has some kind of problem, maybe diabetes or or maybe it's a, a heart problem or a, a financial problem or a, a, a relationship problem, Lord. I don't know what their need is, but you know exactly what they have need of this moment. And Lord, I pray that you will let your spirit right now go down, Lord, your healing virtue. Lord, rest upon their bodies. And Lord, I pray God right now, Lord, if it's a financial problem, Lord, that you'll let them find a job or, or some way, Lord, to meet their needs. And Lord, we just praise you. We magnify you. We lift your name up above all names. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Again, it's good to have you with us today. And we want you to, I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but we're going to speak today, getting right along with uh, our the word. It's entitled, Your Choice, Heaven or Hell. Your Choice, Heaven or Hell. I'm going to say a quote here from a, a good friend of mine. He lives over in Scottsville, Kentucky, and he's a, a young minister and does a really good job. I've heard him preach. Got a young family, just a couple young kids. He posted something on Facebook that really had a, a great influence on me, and, and it really touched my spirit, and I wanted to share that. Brother Ethan Calvert. Uh, and he told me uh, that he's listening to my podcast, and I want to thank you. Ethan, if you're listening today, I appreciate you, brother. Amen. You mean a lot to me, and I love what you put on Facebook. Let me read that. It, this is quoted. I copied it, exactly what he put on there. He wrote this. If you knew the date and the time of the rapture, would you change the way you are living now? Good question. Would you change the way that you're living right now? Would you say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done or the, I, I made this mistake or I've done that or I should have zigged when I zagged and, you know, I, I, I'm, I messed up, Lord, or I, or I should have done more. You know, sometimes it's not what you done, it's what you didn't do. Amen. And, and he asked here, if you knew the date, time of the rapture, 
Would you change the way that you're living now? And I want to add this in there. And, and Brother Ethan, I hope you don't mind me adding to what you put on there. But not only if you knew the rapture, but if you knew the time you were going to die. You know, some of us will go through the rapture. Maybe we might be alive when it happens. And others may have to be resurrected up out of the grave, as the, as the Bible says. But you don't even know. You have no assurance of another second, let alone another day. So if you knew you were going to pass away, would you change the way that you're living now? Someone asked, what are you looking for? And this is Brother Ethan again asked this. Someone asked, what are you looking forward to in the year of 2022? And Brother Ethan put a really good answer to it. He said simply this, I'm looking for Christ. I'm looking for Christ. Are you looking for Christ today? Are you looking for him? Or do you have your mind set up on what you're going to do when you get off work or a football game is coming on this weekend, their playoffs, the NFL's playing, and uh, they've got all the playoffs going? Or you, are you worried about getting in your garage and winterizing your boat and getting it ready for the summertime? Or you getting your camper ready to uh, winterize it for the winter? You know, what, what are you looking for? Are you looking for Jesus? I know that may sound a little harsh because we can do other things, you know, besides go to church. It's not always about just church, 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 or, or, or serving the Lord uh, uh, as, as a worship service. But we should always, the Bible talks about keeping a prayer upon your hearts at all times. And we should always keep the Lord upon our minds and our hearts. I'm going to talk to you about our message today. And I just want to tie that in from Brother Ethan. I appreciate what you put on there. Your choice, heaven or hell. A summary of what we're going to talk about today is a contrast between the glory of heaven or the horrors of hell. Listen to me. The contrast between the glory of heaven or the horrors of hell. The text that I'm going to be speaking from today, partly, is going to be found in Revelations chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. And here's what it says. In verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the temple of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, nor shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. 
And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And he that cometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, the murderers and the whoremongers and the scorners and the adulterers and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Amen. Now, as we read the word there, we're going to come back and and we're going to dissect some of this up a little bit. But I want to mention to you today, are you going to tell uh, uh, me that you don't know which way you're going today? You, You haven't made that choice, whether it's going to be heaven or hell. Let me say one thing first, and some of you may disagree with me, and that's right. Okay, you have that right. But there's either you're going to serve the Lord or you're going to serve the devil, Satan, one or the other. There's no in-between. You're not a free man. I've heard people say, I'm my own man. I'll do what I want. Well, that's not true. You either serve the Lord and do his will or you serve Satan and you'll do his will. I'm going to tell you about your future, about the choices you make and where you will spend that future and just what that future place will be like. So I want you to listen. Get up next to your phone or your computer or whatever and pay close attention as I want to try to bring this to you. I want to explain one thing to you about your choice between heaven or hell. You have no assurance of another second, another day. And I want to read you something that I pulled off. I Googled it up or I binged it. And uh, one of the things that I found out, and some of it was quite shocking to be quite honest with you, a person dies approximately every 11.4 seconds in the United States of America. Number of deaths per year is 2,830,688. The number of deaths per day, 7,755. The number of deaths per hour, 323. Now, the numbers I'm sure are quite a bit different today than they were when this was taken. This source that I got this from was called the United Nations World Population Prospects, and it was 2019. So we're done living in 2022. So I'm sure that this has moved up. If people are dying then every 11 seconds, I'm sure that that number is astronomical, much, much higher now than it was in that day. Now, these numbers here did not include the COVID-19. It was estimated and based on deaths reported before the pandemic started. So that's not even including what 
the pandemic's caused, what COVID's done, and you just heard me mention, uh, and I'm not sure, so I don't want to start a rumor, but I just had a friend that lost his wife, and I don't know if this was from COVID or not, but there was a good chance it probably was. She was put on a ventilator. But let me take you into Kentucky, because some of you are still listening to me saying, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to die today. I'm not going to die tomorrow. I'm not going to die in the next little bit. But in Kentucky alone, the number of deaths per year is 46,074. The numbers of deaths per day, 126. The numbers of deaths per hour, five. The numbers of deaths in 2022 so far, and that was, I pulled that off a couple of days ago, and it was 1,448. I'm sure it's higher today. I know it's going to be a little higher because my friend just lost his wife. The number of deaths today, so far, today, and this was pulled off, I think I've done this Tuesday, was 59, and it was done at 1030 in the morning. At 1030 on Tuesday morning, there had been 59 deaths already since midnight. The numbers of seconds between deaths was 684.46 seconds in between deaths. That's how quick that they happen in the state of Kentucky. You might say, preacher, why are you telling me all this? Why do I need to know that? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Because we do have to make a choice whether we're going to live for the Lord, whether it's going to be heaven or hell. And whether you go by the rapture, whether the world comes to an end, your world is going to come to an end sometime or another, whether it be the very end talked about in Revelations or whether you just die from old age or uh, uh, sickness or car wreck or whatever. You have no assurance people are dying, like I said, 11.14 seconds. Somebody's dying. And that somebody could be you. That somebody could be me. Let's first look at something the Bible says about hell. Now, I'm not, I don't have time to cover everything that there is about hell in this podcast today. But what is hell like? Have you ever thought about it? What is hell like? First of all, let me say this. I don't believe you can grasp your minds around what hell's really going to be like. Hell was described in verse 8 that I just read there. It said, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and scorners and adulterers and all liars shall have their part in what? The lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It says that hell is a lake of that's burneth with fire. It's a lake of fire. And it's brimstone. My, what an awful place it is. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily like to talk about hell and the bad things, but let me tell you something. If I, can, if I could be a, a, a picture, a, a person that paints oil paintings, I would love today to take a canvas and take that blank canvas and paint a picture of hell so scary that it would cause you to change the way that you're living today. 
Do I want to scare you? I don't really want to have to. But if it took scaring you to get you to change today, so be it. Now let's look at the alternatives. I really don't like to talk about it like I said, but you got to know one thing. If you don't choose to put your faith in Jesus, you'll go to hell. Simple and that's just facts. So I'm going to tell you that hell is the most scariest place that you've ever heard of. If you think Stephen King's scary movies are scary, it's like the old saying they used to say, you ain't seen nothing yet. I believe that hell's going to be so much scarier and so much more painful than we can ever begin to think in our minds today. In Luke, let's move along real quick. In Luke chapter 16, verses 22 through 24, and it said it came to pass that the beggar died. Most all of you heard this story, but let me read it. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. The 23rd verse, and in hell, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. In the 24th verse, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Can you imagine the flames of hell wrapped around you today? Amen, burning and tormented. And listen to me, folks. This is eternal. This is forever. After you give up the ghost and you die here on this earth, the Bible said there that when I read in the 8th verse of 21st chapter that it's a second death. You know, I believe it. Uh, uh, the Bible speaks about uh, uh, one of the prophets or somebody was asking in the Bible. I can't recall it right now, but I remember he said, how can I be born to Again, I've already been born once. How can I be born the second time? Talking about being born in Christ. But you know what? There's also that death. Amen. How can you die twice? The second death. The first death is when you die here on this earth. The second death, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've not had that personal relationship, I'm not talking about signing some book uh, at some church and saying you're a member of that church. Uh, let me tell you, that won't get you to heaven. Uh, you have to have that personal walk. Uh, you have to have that personal relationship. Uh, your spirit has to bear witness. Uh, amen. You have to know uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that Jesus Christ lives in your heart. Uh, amen. That he lives in your life uh, and your soul's made connection. Uh, oh, I want you to know something today. Uh, you can play church all you want. Uh, you can act like you're this and you're that. You can be a deacon. Uh, you can be a song leader. Uh, you can even be a pastor. You can be a preacher. Uh, you can be an evangelist. Uh, but if you don't have that uh, uh, salvation in your life today, uh, you have nothing. And you will experience the second death, which is going to hell. You see, when you go to heaven, it's 
your second birth. You have life and have it more abundantly. You'll live through eternity. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. Those that experience the second death, which is a separation from God, will be in a place scarier than you've ever imagined, being separated from all that is good. There is no good in hell. There is nothing good. Listen to me, folks. I've heard people at work, I've even been guilty myself, complaining about things that went wrong at work, complaining about things that's wrong at home. My washer tore up my dryer. I'm not saying mine is now, but I'm saying there's been times that my washer was tore up, my dryer was tore up, my refrigerator might have tore up, something in the house tore up, my hot water heater went bad. Listen, as bad as all them things may seem, they're nothing. It's a cakewalk. But I'm here to tell you, when you go to hell, you might say, preacher, how do you know? You've never been there. You're right. I've never been to hell. But I I can only imagine. Amen. From what thus saith the word of God, hell's going to be a place that you don't want to go. But oh, I'm here to tell you when you take your last breath and you die, either at the hospital, a home, or in a car wreck somewhere, when you give up that ghost and it's all over, there's no turning back. You've either made things right or you haven't. And if you haven't, you're going to spend eternity in a lake of fire with the a foreign brimstone. My folks, I'm here to try to warn you and try to tell you. You know, Noah built the ark and he preached and he tried to warn people there's coming a flood. But they didn't want to listen. Only Noah and his family and two of each animal was saved. People didn't want to listen to him. Have you ever seen that? It's kind of happening again, ain't it? People don't want to go to church. They don't want to listen to you. There's people that's going to click me on. They're going to hear it, and they're going to click it off. They don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear that. You know why? Because our pastor said Sunday, something that I, I have mentioned myself, that sin is a pleasure or a joy for a season. And I'm not quoting that either. I'm paraphrasing there. But sin is fun for a season only. Then it's over. So people don't want to hear these things that you do. And some people might say, you have to give up all this. You got to give up that. You don't have to give it up. You'll want to give it up. If you really get salvation in your heart, you'll want to give it up. Does that mean that you won't be tried again? No, it doesn't. You will be tempted. I believe it was might have been Paul, and I, forgive me if I've got that wrong, but one of the apostles said, I die daily. In other words, it's sanctification. You, you, you have a sanctification process. You, you pray and you ask God to take these things away from you, make you holy. You will be fought and you will have things that will come against you. And sometimes you may fail and make a mistake and you may have to say, God, forgive me. That's why I try to say it every time I feel like I've made a, you know, my, my little girl, when she was little, she used to come up and say, Daddy, I got a boo-boo. Put a little Band-Aid on it, give her a kiss on her finger, wherever she cut it at, and it made things good. Well, you know what? If you mess up and you go to the Heavenly Father and you say, Lord, I made a boo-boo. I know that sounds silly, but I'm just breaking it down like a child. After all, the Bible does say we need to become as humble as a child. 
But we go to him and say, Father, I made a boo-boo. Can you put a Band-Aid on it and kiss it for me and make it better? He sure will. He'll make it better for you. Am I telling you that when you become a child of God, everything's going to be all great and rosy? No, I'm not. The Bible said, think it not strange concerning the fiery darts that'll come against you. Folks, let me tell you, getting born again and being a child of God doesn't make you escape trials and tribulations. As a matter of fact, you probably have more because the Bible said that Satan's out trying to seek him devour whom he can. He knows his time is swiftly passing by. He's trying to take all he can with him to hell. And I'm trying to minister to you today to save you from hell. Matthew, the 13th chapter and the 50th verse. It says, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now, I don't know exactly what that's going to sound like. I'd be lying to you if I knew. But I can only imagine that the wailing and gnashing of teeth is going to be an awful sound. I don't know what gnashing of teeth is going to sound like or wailing either one. But I don't think you want to find out. Mark, the ninth chapter and the 47th verse, moving right along. It says, and if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter the kingdom of God, enter into the kingdom of God, with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. And where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. You say, preacher, you mean I should take and poke my own eye out if it's offending me? It's not what the word's meaning there. It's a symbolic, symbolic gesture. In other words, we need to get under subjection. If your eyes bother you, you need to ask God to sanctify you and take that away from you. If your hand's offending you, if you can't do the right things with it, you need to ask God to take it away from you. Now, you may lose your hand or you may lose your eye. But I'm here to tell you, I've got a foot that they was going to take off here not long ago because of my diabetes. They haven't done it yet. God's been very merciful, and he's been very great to me. But I can't walk real good. It's all messed up, all because of diabetes. But you know what? I'm going to serve the Lord anyway. And if the Lord don't heal me, which I believe the Lord's going to heal me, I believe he can heal me, I believe he will heal me. But if he doesn't heal me here on this earth, the Bible says that when we get to heaven, we'll have a brand new body. So I'm looking for that day. If he doesn't heal me now, I'll have a new body then. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. That's what the song says. Just hit me. Revelations 20, 15 said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So, folks, listen at me out there. 
I want to say I'm I'm not trying to scare you, but if it scares you, I'm sorry. It just has to scare you. But if you're not born again and you haven't been had had your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you're going to be cast into that lake of fire. And I'm going to tell you something. When you die and you stand before the Lord in judgment day, I do not want him to roll back the curtains and show you your life and you see that Brother Odell didn't warn you. I don't want to do the wrong thing here. So I've done my job. I'm telling you today. And when he rolls that back, you'll see this very moment that you're listening to this podcast and the Lord's going to show you that you had time to accept him. And you turned away. And what does he say he'll do? He'll say, I'm sorry. I don't know you. You workers of iniquity. He'll turn you away. But you know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, that's not a merciful God. Well, he's gave you a chance. You've done it yourself. You had the opportunity to serve him. The Lord don't make you serve him. You serve him because you want to. Now, he does have to The Spirit of the Lord has to draw a man or a woman. But it's up to you to accept it. All right, we talked about hell and we spent a lot of time. Let's get into looking at heaven. Let's first look at something the Bible says about heaven. What is heaven like? Heaven was described here in several verses, and I'm going to go pretty quick because my time is swiftly passing. Jesus tells us in John 14, 2, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, I'm going to say something here that may be a little bit, uh, uh, some of you may just just say, oh, he, you flipped out, preacher. I was following you along all the way, but now I can't go along with you. Well, I, I'm sorry if you can't, that's fine, and and if you can prove to me different, then you, you show me. But for the saved, Jesus has prepared a place for you is what it says. And we see the place is referred to uh, as a mansion. But now a mansion is not what you may think. In the Greek, the word mansion is mane. Mane. I believe I'm pronouncing that right, but for you, the more educated, it's M-O-N-A-Y. Now, if I'm, like I said, not pronouncing that right, you get it. Amen. Which means, what does manes mean? A staying, a abiding, a dwelling, an abode, to make one's abode. So it's simply a place to abide or stay or dwell in or abode in. This leads us to believe simply this. It may not be a mansion as we perceive mansions to be. It may not be, or it may be, rather like an apartment or a house. But yes, it may be a mansion. But I will guarantee you this. It will be without comparison. There is nothing in heaven compared to what we'll see on this earth. We see that a lot of the big singers or NFL players, people with lots of money, have mansions, homes worth millions of dollars. They call them mansions. We've seen people 
that was in movies. Movie stars have mansions, gated properties. But folks, I think that's what we perceive is when we get to heaven, there'll be a mansion. It won't be like it. I'll guarantee you they can't build a mansion like God's got prepared for you. But I will tell you this. The Bible said all good and perfect things come from heaven or come from above there. And when we get there, this place that he's built for you, and let me remind you, it's built for you, the Christian, the one that accepted him. Everyone will have their own place. If you are homeless and you accepted Jesus Christ, you'll have a home, a mansion. Now, what a mansion is there, I don't know other than I know that in the Greek it says it's a place to stay, abiding in, and dwell in. But you'll have your own home. You won't lay on a park bench nowhere. You won't lay in a cardboard box. You'll have a home. You'll have a place as good as I will. And you know what? Even if you were president of the United States and you get born again, you'll have the same kind of home I'll have. You'll have the same home as a beggar has. You'll have the same home as a homeless person. There's no great big eyes there. We're all going to have the same home, but it'll be your mansion built for you. Revelations 21, 9, 11, and I'm not going to even try to read it because my time is swiftly passing, but it talks about precious gemstones will adorn heaven. You know, I, I thought about as we here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I'm based out of. We have jewelry stores in our little downtown around the square part, and we have jewelry stores out in our mall shopping center. And they have some really beautiful diamonds. They'll sparkle. You can see them, the lights. They put the lights on them to make them uh, glare for you and make you uh, uh, appeal to you and want, you want them. But, you know, I, I don't, again, they can't compare to what the Lord's got in store for you when you get to heaven when it comes to precious gemstones. If you get time, look at up 21, Revelation 21, 9 through 11, and read it. Revelations 21, verse 21, says, Heaven will have pearl gates and streets of gold. I don't believe it's gold like we've got here. I don't believe that the gold here has impurities. The gold there will not have. Why do I know that? Because everything there will be perfect. Eyes have never seen, neither ears heard, what's going to be in heaven. I, I, I just believe it's going to be some awesome place for us. You know, I see our times running out again, and I want to say this. You have a choice. And the choice you make will last forever, eternity forever. A choice for all that is good in God or living a nightmare in hell forever. It's your choice. What is that choice? There really is only one choice. Even though there's two for you to make, heaven or hell, there's only one real choice that you need to make today. And that's Jesus. 
How do you get there? How do you make a choice? Only through Jesus Christ. You can't make it no other way. Buddha won't get you there. All these other beliefs, Muhammad, different people, Allah, they won't get you there. Jesus Christ will get you there. <coughs> Excuse me. So, what will be your choice today? I believe that there's people listening to me, or God wouldn't have gave me this message, that's struggling. You know, let me, let me say this in closing. There's been times in my life that the devil's tried to tell me that there is no heaven, there is no hell, there's no Jesus, there's no devil. He's tried to tell me that. And even at times... The devil may get there and ponder in your head and you almost start thinking, is it really like the tooth fairy or the Easter bunny? Is it like something like that, a fairy tale story? It's not. You might say, preacher, how do you know? Because I know the day that he came into my life, I felt a change made. I felt a change that no other man no other thing is ever done. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on Calvary's cross, and when I accepted him, I had a change in my life. I no longer wanted to do the things that I used to do. Oh, like I said, sometimes I'm tempted to do things for every once in a while. But I have something greater. The Bible said, and our pastor preaches that a lot, about him being the stronghold. He is a strong tire, I mean. Jesus is our strong tire. When you go through the battles and the temptations, even like it said in Psalms, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. You know what? Fear is causing a lot of people not to make the right decisions. There's fear of, I can't live right, or I can't make it. There's fear that I just don't want to do it because somebody will leave me. My wife will leave me. She won't want to be a Christian. But fear is a, a product of Satan. I know there is a fear that we have, a spiritual fear to fear the Lord, fear God. But I'm talking about a sinful fear. Fear of everything, fear of COVID, fear, fear to get out of the house. We got people scared to get out of the house. But don't get me on that. Some of them won't go to church because they're feared of the COVID, but they'll go to work. Hello? That's another message for another day. I don't want to get there. But I'm here to tell you, we have to make a choice. We're going to go to the Lord and pray, and I want you to pray with us. Again, if you're driving along, you don't have to close your eyes. I don't want you to have a wreck but I want you to meditate upon the Lord as you drive. You that's listening in your home, you that's listening at work or whatever, just close your eyes for a minute and get a hold of the Lord and pray along with us. If you have a need, we're going to pray today. God will meet that too. But I'm talking today about you making a choice. Are you going to really serve the Lord? And I mean really serve him. Some of you, I feel like there's somebody out there that you know you've just kind of been playing it. You play in church. You're going and you're faithful to go and you wear your nice little suits or your clean clothes and you go to church, but you're playing. You need to really get a hold of him and have that true salvation. And you that 
are, are lost and just don't know him. He loves you today. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this podcast. Lord, it's the way that we can reach millions of people all over this world. That otherwise a little simple backroads country preacher like myself could not reach. Lord, so I thank you so much for the airwaves and Lord, for the freedom that we have so far in the United States that we can preach the word of God freely. And Lord, I pray that you'll touch everyone that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, that you'll help them, Lord, to realize in 2022, as Brother uh, Ethan said, I'm looking for Jesus. And wonder what I would do. Would I have to change if I knew I was going to die or the rapture would come? Lord, so those that's living this new life in 2022, some made New Year's resolutions, and I hope and pray that they keep them, but a lot of people fail them. But I'm here to tell you, when you get Jesus in your life, you can keep that one. And Lord, I pray that they'll do that. I pray that they'll always follow after you. And Lord, I pray that this podcast will be a, a help to them. Lord, I pray that we can help be influential. Lord, that we can lead people that's lost to you. That we can lead people that's cold and indifferent. Lord, like the backslidden church in Revelations, Lord, it's grown cold. Lord, if there's a, a, a cold church out there that's listening, I don't mean a building, I'm talking about people is the church. Lord, if they're cold and they're indifferent and they've grown weary, Lord, I pray that this today has touched their lives and made them take uh, inventory of their heart and their soul and their mind. Lord, that they'll pray and ask you to sanctify them holy. Lord, I pray for that. And Lord, again, touch my friend that's just lost his young wife and has five little kids to take care of. Lord, I pray that you'll touch him. I really do. It's broke my heart. And Lord, I pray that if there's anyone else out there listening to me that's going through the loss of a loved one or any kind of problem, Lord, that they need today. Lord, I, I am nothing. But you did say that he that's in us is greater than he that's in the world. So I'm claiming this for them in Jesus' precious name. Lord, go with us through the rest of this week and bless us on our podcast program for even next week and the next and the next. Thank you, Lord, for Open up the door to be able to get, help us get this equipment, the microphones, the board, and all the things that we had to have, Lord, to do this podcast in. And Lord, even Anchor and Spotify that has our program, we thank you for them. that They gave us the opportunity to bring forth the gospel. We ask you, Lord, right now to go with us, guide and direct, in Jesus' precious and holy name, amen and amen. All right, we want to, again, invite you to uh, tune in with us every week. And remember to uh, always share our link. Tell everybody about one seat at a time. We're trying to get the gospel out to the lost and dying world in 2022. God bless you. See you next week. And remember to write us at kyjava1997bellsouth.net. See you next week.